and uh, we'll get started. So welcome to the study today. And uh, as I said, we'll get once I get the meeting connected to to Facebook on Facebook Live. We will get started. It's great to have people already uh, already showing up for on Instagram. And uh, we're connecting to yeah, on Instagram. Okay, we are now on the and uh, we're connecting to All right, so we are now now completely connected. I need to turn my computer volume so you can don't get feedback. So welcome everyone. This is the Letter to Philippi Live program. This is a daily daily study going through uh, Paul's letter to Philippi, which is uh, based on my uh, my commentary on my Messianic Jewish commentary on Philippians, which was published in 2019 by Letterer Press which is available at our website, uh, lettertophilippi.org, or you can also purchase it on Amazon. Just search for Sean Emsley, and you will find my Messianic commentary on, Philipp on Philippians, which this class is based on. I use material from the book in our time together. And if you want more information on, on the book of Philippians and from a Messianic Jewish perspective, I encourage you to purchase my book. As I said, you can get it at the website for letteredphilippi.org, which is the organization I started to uh, where my new teaching work that I'm doing on Philippians and also on Messianic Jewish theology. And uh, as I said, and you can also get it. The book is available at Amazon.com and other other online booksellers. So. We're continuing on our study on the book of Philippians from a Messianic Jewish perspective. And uh, we have, uh, we're now at verse six of chapter one of the book of Philippians. Philippians, we'll be looking at Philippians chapter one, verses six through 11 today, continuing Paul's introduction to his letter to the Philippians. And uh, we begin with reading here, and this is verse six. And I am sure of this, that the one who began a good work among you will keep it growing until it's completed on the day of Messiah Yeshua. Paul attested to the faithfulness of the Philippians and that their faithfulness will continue to grow until the Messiah's return, at which time they will see the full fullness of their salvation and resurrection to eternal life in the presence of God and the Messiah. As we talked about, this, this letter is, is written, written with deep love to the Philippians. The Philippians meant so much to Paul, being that they not only heard his message about the Messiah, they accepted the message about the Messiah, but they put into practice in making Messiah known throughout Philippi and living as examples of the Messiah that Paul wanted them to do. And they were they were continuing his work, even though now this has been been many years since Paul has had set up the initial messianic community in Philippi, which I said was about 
around 50 of the common era. And this letter was written later around 62 of the common era. So it was about 12 years after he actually planted the Messianic community in Philippi. And over those last 12 years, they have been faithful to the message they gave them, faithful in supporting him. They actually financially supported him. And also, as we will see, they sent one of the members of the congregation, Epaphroditus, to actually physically be with Paul and to care for him in prison. So there's a deep love that, he, that he's sharing with these people because of their faithfulness to him and to the work of, of the Messiah. Paul shares his expectancy that Yeshua returns soon. He uses a sense of expectation as an extra level of assurance of the believers in Philippi, especially with those like him who are facing persecution for their faith. As these new, new believers in Philippi are living in their new faith as following followers of, of Messiah, they are, they are living counter to the Roman culture, the Roman culture that acknowledged acknowledged that that Nero, the maniacal empire, emperor, was was the, the Lord and master, the Lord and 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 he he was considered deity, he was considered considered the Lord and God of, of the Roman Roman world. And as I said, with with the af affirmation by the the believers in Philippi and, and the believers in Yeshua in total that Yeshua is Lord, Yeshua is Savior, it was making a strong, a strong counter-argument to, against the affirmation that Nero, Nero is Lord. So in saying, in saying Yeshua is Lord, it was not only a religious statement, as of today when we say Yeshua is Lord, in, in, at least here in the Western world, we're making a religious statement. But under under the, the life of the Roman emperor, where the emperor was seen as, as a deity. Saying Yeshua's Lord was a was a very dangerous political statement, which for many meant meant persecution and even, even execution for. So Paul Paul here is making making them aware that in their taking this this great great step of faith to move outside of of both the religious world that they grew up in, and also in contrast to the to the secular Roman world that honored the emperor as God, that Paul here is is giving a word of comfort to them, letting them know that that the one who began a good work among them, Yeshua the Messiah, will keep it growing to them, and in their faithful faithful to them. They will see the completeness of their faith when the day of Messiah Yeshua, when Yeshua returns, they will see the fullness of, of what their faith meant and what their commitment meant. And if it involved, involved persecution, involved death, as, as we've seen not long after this letter was written, Paul was actually executed by Nero. You know, as he knew that his that his his life was was soon to be ended because of his faith in Yeshua, these these also in Philippi would face of face of the similar similar persecution. He wants to assure them that that there is a good work that's been built in them for the Messiah Yeshua, and in their faith, they are to hold on, knowing that the day of the Messiah Yeshua is coming, the day of of the beginning of life eternal, the beginning of no more persecution, but a day of rejoicing 
in their connection to the Messiah in a world changed, a world without sin, a world without persecution, and a world without death. Paul's confidence in, in this, this return of the Messiah in this world without end is rooted in his trust in God's faithfulness to bring the redemption and his firm conviction that Yeshua is the source of the redemption. Paul here is, is giving them this word of comfort based on his, his conviction, based on his, his firm conviction that Yeshua is the source of redemption, that, that Yeshua is the source of, of salvation. Yeshua is, is the one to guarantee life eternal. So not only is he, is he just trying to give words of comfort that are not based on anything, he's giving words of comfort based in, on the faithfulness of Yeshua and his, his, his complete trust that Yeshua is, is the Savior. Yeshua is the Messiah who brought the redemption, redemption now from life and from, from death and sin. Paul can in confidence confirm that through the excellent work, the Philippians will continue to grow in their faith and life service to Yeshua. His confidence not only in the world to come, but also in the faithfulness that Yeshua, the faithfulness of God to them now as they continue to serve the Messiah. So in this, in this uh, you know, not only just in, in the, the world to come, but in the world now, in the, in the world of struggle now, he is giving them words of confidence, words of confirmation, because, the, because of the faithfulness of Shu will continue to work in them and grow in them and help them to, as Paul calls to them to be, as we more and more in Messiah. So the faithfulness of Yeshua is the, the uh, key to their, their faithfulness for them to Yeshua. The fruit of their faith and life of service shows they're continuing to grow and become more like the Messiah. Paul, therefore, has confidence to assure them that they're standing now in their future completion, in their future world without death, without suffering, the completion when Messiah returns is, is secure because of the faithfulness of Yeshua and their faithfulness to the Messiah. The day of Messiah, which we mentioned earlier, takes the day of the Lord reference, the one God of Israel, which we see in the Tanakh, and demonstrates the divine nature of Yeshua. The day of the Lord and the day of Messiah Yeshua become, in Paul's teaching, references the Lordship of Yeshua as the end times judge of the created order. So as we, as we see throughout the, throughout the Tanakh, we see references to the day of the Lord in the prophetic writings. Here, here we see Paul take, making the reference to the day of Messiah Yeshua, that these, that these two, the day of the Lord and the day of Messiah Yeshua is being one as, the, as Yeshua is acknowledged here by Paul and acknowledged as, as the one who is one with the God of Israel, that, that in, in speaking of the day of the Lord, you know, Yeshua is, is that one Lord who is one with the one God of Israel and is the, the, the one who is the one to be, uh, be the one to assure that, that great day to come. We continue on with verse seven, which says, it's right for me to think this way about you all, because I have you on my heart 
For whether I'm in chains or defending and establishing the good news, you are all sharing with me in this privileged work. Paul here speaks of his deep affection for the Philippians, as we've talked about throughout this letter so far, who have been supportive of his work and have demonstrated their faithfulness to the Messiah. His love for them is grounded in their faithfulness and love for him, expressed by them in their daily life. Not only were they, they sharing in his work by continuing his, his work in Philippi, by growing the Messianic community in Philippi, sharing the word of the Messiah, growing in their faith, trust in Yeshua, but they were also physically supporting him and sharing in his work by both financially and also through sending people, as I said, like like Epaphroditus, one of the members of the congregation to actually to actually serve Paul to, in his time in prison. Paul there commends the Philippians for their participation in their doing the outreach based on outreach work based on example. And also the given that Paul was in prison, he appreciated the Philippians continuing love and partnership as he was an impending capital trial before the emperor. So Paul in prison also has has both their 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 words of comfort, knowing what they're doing for Messiah, but also their physical and financial support for him. In verse eight, we read, God can testify how I long for all of you with deep affection of the Messiah Yeshua. Paul here calls on God as his witness to his deep love for the Philippians. This act reflects ancient custom to evoke the name of a deity to back the integrity of your words. So here, Paul, Paul is, is, is basically upping his, his, uh, his words of, of affection and, and praise for the Philippian community by invoking the name of the Messiah, Yeshua, that this act reflects the, the custom of the day to, to, to say, to bring in the name of a deity by saying, not only do I have a great affection for you, but my deep affection for you is grounded in the Messiah, Yeshua that not only do you have my love for you, but you have the love for Messiah for you that is being passed through, transferred through me. Paul had a deep love for the Messianic community in Philippi. In verse three above, he shared with them, I thank my God every time I think of you. His love for them was grounded in the Philippian servant sacrifice for him. This deep love was grounded in their faithfulness to his message and to doing the work for the Messiah. Paul so identified as being in Messiah that here he can share with the Philippians that his love for them reflected the love Yeshua had for them. And through Paul, they know the love of the Messiah. These are powerful words against there. Paul was so in Messiah, so identified his life in Messiah that he can share with the Philippians that his love for them reflected the love Yeshua had for them. And through Paul, he showed them the love of the Messiah. But Paul was so self-identified with the Messiah that he in here is speaking about his love for them. And it's in so doing, he is reflecting the Messiah's love for them. That Paul was so dedicated to the Messiah. He didn't see a separation between him and the, the, his love for them and the Messiah's love for them because they all were grounded together in, in the one love the Messiah has that was passed through Paul to the Philippian community. In verse 9 we read, and this is my prayer, 
that you love your love may more and more overflow in fullness of knowledge and depth of discernment. Paul there calls the Philippians to grow deeper in their love for one another and love of God and his Messiah, that they will grow in discernment and knowledge of the truth, as they will need to stand against false teaching from within and without the community. Paul calls for them to overflow with wisdom and discernment so they can stand against any distraction from the pagan world, including false teachers, teaching teachers, claiming to teach new truths outside the firm foundation that Paul has laid for them. So Paul here is, is, is giving them now that uh, they need to, to not only have love for him, love for the Messiah, and doing the works of service, but also to have deep discernment and knowledge and, and the ability to, to take, take and understand the true path there to walk on and following the Messiah. As I said, these, this, this, the, town, the town of Philippi is one of the first, first uh, you know, nearly completely pagan cities that Paul actually visited. visited. So these, these people were coming from from the various pagan backgrounds of uh, Philippi, whether whether the, the Roman religions, the Greek religions, the the other mystery cults of the time, so Paul's one is calling them to realize that they're coming out of these, that they come out of these false teachings, and also to be on the guard, to be ready to deal with other false teachings or try to draw them away from the pure path of following the God of Israel following the Messiah of Israel and living their lives according to the scriptures of Israel, the, 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 uh, the words of the Tanakh at that time, and also the words of, of, the, of the apostles. Paul calls for them to, to overflow with wisdom so that they can stand against any distractions from the pagan world, whether from their, from their past in pagan worship or any false teachings that, that, are, that will be coming against them. And we'll see that, that issue in chapter three, that there are those that came in and were teaching contrary to, to the message that Paul had given them, the message of, of the pure faith of the Messiah. Rather than focusing on health or financial gain, it was common in pagan prayers. Paul demonstrated that his prayer was for the Philippians to grow in their knowledge of God and the daily walk serving him. So as I said, rather than, rather than focusing on, on things like, like their financial gain or the health or whatever, uh, you know, issues of, of, of the times, Paul is focusing on here for, for them to focus on growing in their knowledge and their daily walk serving, serving Messiah, that by fo- focusing on their spiritual life, on their growing to be more like the Messiah, they can stand a against any false teaching, whether from their past or from false teachers who are coming to them now, trying to draw them away from the Messiah and the clear teaching of scripture. Verse 10, we read, so you'll be able to determine what is best and thus be pure and without blame for the day of Messiah. This call for building of discernment is essential to keep the Philippians on the right path of distraction as they strive for the day of the Messiah in the Messianic kingdom. As Paul's assured them that they are on the pathway assured to salvation through Messiah Yeshua. But while they're traveling on that pathway, they need to 
discern what is true, what is faithful, what is right, and to reject what is false and leading away from the, the clear teaching of the scriptures, the Messiah, and the apostles. In Philippi, there are many false teachings. As I said, there are many different religious traditions that were practiced in, in Philippi, whether, whether the Roman imperial cult, various, various forms of, of the Greek religions, the religions from the mystery cults, the, there, there's, there are many different, many different religious traditions practiced in Philippi and many combinations of them. There was a great, that was also an, an, an issue in, in Philippi was people were taking bits and pieces of, of uh, different religions and, and, and melding them together. And Paul was concerned that, that the, the people of Philippi would all would do that with their, their messianic faith. They, they like, as before, they may have worshiped, worshiped the emperor and, and Greek gods. Now, now as their followers of Yeshua, they could be drawn into by false teachers and say, well, you can believe, you believe in, this, in Yeshua, but also, you know, we have this, this uh, you know, practice over here for, for uh, Diana or one of the other, other false gods. But he's saying, no, you have the one truth. Yeshua is the Messiah. You're following the God of Israel, and he is your only one to follow. And he is the one, the only truth, the only worship for you is the God of Israel. Paul urges the people of Philippi to wisely choose the best that God has for them and to not settle for a lesser way of living for God. So Paul here is, is stressing that, that they need to focus on the best, focus on the most pure way, the, most, the, the way of, of following God as, as, was, as was made, made known to them through the teaching of Paul, the teaching of the, of the Tanakh and the, the words of the Messiah Yeshua. And with verse 11, we'll close our time today. And uh, we finish up with verse 11, which reads, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through the Yeshua the Messiah to the glory and praise of God. All of their learning communal life of the people of Philippi should lead to righteousness and right living that shows fruit, tangible demonstrations of the work of the Spirit of God in their lives. In Galatians 5.22, Paul gives examples of what the fruit of righteous life should be. And this is known as the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. So Paul here is, is, is calling them to embrace the fruit of righteousness, the fruit of God's spirit in them that comes through, my, through the Messiah Yeshua, to the glory and, of, and praise of God. He's calling them that in their lives to bear fruit and to demonstrate love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. In bearing fruit with such values, Paul teaches them that they bring glory and praise to the God of Israel, thereby modeling the Messiah who brought forth to the Father 
who brought glory to the Father, has shown it Yeshua's high priestly prayer in Yochanan 17.4, where our righteous Messiah said, I glorified you on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. So as Paul, Paul concludes this verse, concludes this section we're looking at today, he wants them to, to focus on living lives that demonstrate fruit, that, that, that not only do they have, they, they believe the right things, they have put their trust in the Messiah, they're seeking after following the God of Israel, but that their lives show that their, their faith is in action by the fruit that they, that they bear, by their love for the people of Philippi, the love for one another, love for the Messianic community, by their joy in serving God, the joy in knowing that that death has been defeated by the death and resurrection of the Messiah, peace, the inner peace, knowing that, that, that God has provided for them, patience, to, to be patiently following God, kindness to both Within, within and without the Messianic community, goodness, showing a real giving to those within and without the community, faithfulness, that, that their faith is grounded and that they are living lives of true discipleship of Messiah. Humility. Humility is a major theme that runs throughout this whole book. And he's and and we will see that 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 is that is demonstrated at the heights by the the death of our Messiah that he came into our world. We'll see that in chapter two in the Messianic hymn in a couple of weeks, where we'll see the example, the great example of humility, being the Messiah Yeshua, and self control, of course, control over their over their lives, control over their bodies, control of, of how they, they live each day. Paul's calling with the Philippians and by extension us to, to, bought, to model these, these examples, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. So these are, these are ways for, these are fruits as fruit comes from from a plant that that shows its its life and its reproduction, this is this is the the way that Paul is calling them for the demonstrate their faithfulness to God, the faithfulness of the Messiah, and their growing life as Talmudim and Yeshua is by the fruit that they that they bear in their lives, and this shows that the work of salvation that was began in their faith trust is continuing to grow. So that concludes our, uh, our teaching for today. We looked at uh, Philippians chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. Tomorrow at 12 p.m., we'll be looking at uh, Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14, where Paul talks, talks about his, his being in chains as in, in, uh, in Rome and how the gospel, how the message of the Messiah is being spread, even though he was he was physically bound to one place, the message of the Messiah was continuing through his his work in in even in prison, 
the message of the Messiah was going forward. So I would like to uh, thank everyone who watched this today. This is this is the Letter to Philippi live broadcast that we would, that I do Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, and that is 3 p.m. Eastern time. And I still haven't found out if it's 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. Jerusalem time. But every day, Monday through Friday, we'll be going through. I figure it will be about about two months that we'll be we going through our uh, verse by verse study of the Book of Philippians. And as I said, if you want more information on on uh, the work of Letter to Philippi, the new uh, Messianic Jewish the the theological research and teaching ministry that I started, you can go to letter to philippi.org and you can find out, you can see the, the previous videos that we posted from, we started the study on Tuesday. So we have the Tuesday and Wednesdays studies that are, are already posted and then under our teaching section. You can also, uh, there's a link to purchase my Messianic commentary on, on the book of Philippians, which will give you more information than what, that, what I'm able to actually present here in the class. And you can also leave a prayer request if you have some need in your life for, for you or your family. You know, I want to be, be along with teaching you these words. I want to actually be sharing with you by sharing with your concerns and bringing your concerns to God. As we see, we'll see in Philippians chapter four that, uh, that Paul talks about that we show our faith in God. We show our, our, our true dependence on God by bringing things to him in prayer. So by not bringing things to prayer, we are basically saying, oh, I can take care of it by myself. So I encourage you, if you have any, any prayer needs, you can go to our website, letter to philippi.org and fill out our, uh, our prayer request form. And I'll bring those prayers before the Lord for you. If you'd be, be, uh, would like to offer you the opportunity also to share in our work by supporting supporting our ministry there's a link there to uh to our uh our donation page where you can make a donation for for the work of of uh letter to philippi we're going to continue these broadcasts for us to add new new materials as i said we'll be i'll be next week we're starting to work on on uh putting out putting out weekly weekly uh reviews of books about messian jewish about issues that are relative to messian jewish theology to understanding messian jewish faith and that will be coming coming soon as i said i hope to uh to uh, do do a, a uh, post a a book review weekly on that on that on our page lettered philippi.org and as i said we look forward to having you with us back tomorrow as 12 p.m. Pacific time on uh, we're on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, and also streaming live to our webpage at letteredphilippi.org. Again, my name is Sean Imsley. I am your teacher for this program, and I'm the founder of Letter to Philippi, a new Messian Jewish teaching organization. I look forward to uh, having you with us tomorrow and. For those who missed the first first two uh, classes so far, they're available on on, on the teachings teachings uh, section of our site. 
you can uh, go there. And that should be, be all for today. Thank you very much. It was great seeing, seeing uh, on, at least here on, uh, on Instagram Live that, that several friends have stopped by. And uh, it's great to, uh, to see that you, you uh, caught the broadcast. And uh, we appreciate everyone, both on uh, Instagram Live, Facebook Live, and also if you watched it on the website. So we are done for today. Thank you very much. Shalom, everyone, and uh, blessings on your Thursday. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. So shalom, everyone. Bye.